Oh wow, yeah no, why are you singing? That, this is a beautiful song, Dilimbondo, and this is Zong. And oftentimes, you know, when you go and dig deep into that space, that place, that reminds you of who you are and uh, get to connect uh, with what makes you African. And that's why we have this feature, I'm an African, and uh, talking about the narrative that Africa is uh, corrupt. I know that as South Africans, it will be easy um, to draw parallels and say um, that uh, you look at the Zondo Commission, the PIC inquiry, the Mohoro Commission, and therefore um, that's what informs uh, the narrative. And uh, right now we're talking broadly about Africa um, as a people, Africa as a continent, uh, that uh, what informs the narrative that uh, uh, the entire Africa is is corrupt. And uh, joining us uh, to speak to this as um, perhaps guided um, by our ancestors is uh, Makosi Amanda Kabashi. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Makosi Togos. Oh, Makosi, thank you, Kisilda, and uh, to your listeners as well. Now, corruption emerges from many avenues and uh, uh, some are identifiable, some not. Uh, so how do you even, where do we even begin to respond to this question? Is Africa corrupt? You know, I, th- I think it's so important that we have these conversations because when a, when a narrative or a, a story is driven from one side, you yourself start wondering, is that really who I am? Because we are disconnected from who we are. So one of the things that's important is that you get to know who a people are from their own uh, mythology, their ph- philosophies and what they believe. And I, I one of the things is that when you look at our customs and when you look at our beliefs, ill-gotten wealth is always frowned upon. Mm. Always. And that is that falls into the realm of corruption. And so you hear about um, people will say somebody, Utwele or, or uno, uno Mamlamo. Those are symbolisms and they're symbolic and they equate to ill-gotten wealth. And they never, ever end well, ever, because it it results in in that family generational curses and so Mm. on and so forth. And so when you understand that that's our foundational belief, clearly, ill-gotten wealth is not who we are, which is what corruption is. So, I mean, how do we then begin to teach the world on, on how corruption has always been frowned upon by Africans? It's not something we mm. embrace. I mean, we were talking earlier on about the land grabbers, um, that, you know, people came into Africa and, and uh, brought things that are so not African, and yet we embrace them and turned away from the way we do things and became. It is so critical that we start unpacking who we were before colonization and how we lived because we lived in a particular context and paradigm. One of the things is that land did not belong to individuals. It belonged to the community. Mm. However, you had right of use. And so when you were put, even if you came in, and and we we were also having this conversation, is that as a people, we've always been a benevolent people. So if a stranger came into your area and clearly they were not being aggressive or you weren't fighting. They were allocated land. They would be allocated land, and if they were poor, they would be allocated either cattle or something to get them started. 
with the understanding that when they can stand on their own feet, they return what was given to them back to that particular chief and for them to be able to help somebody else. When you left that land, you left it right back into the community because it, you had a right of use, but it was not for you to then decide that you have ownership of the land. That is how we treated anybody who came. And so when the person you treat like that turns around and becomes unethical themselves, mm. how does it end up that it's now the Africans who are silly when we should be looking at actions of the unethical person? And what we then do is that we don't question these things and we take them that, no, we were silly, we were whatever. No, we were doing what we've always done, which is we welcomed new people mm. and we helped them and supported them. That's why they wouldn't have been hungry people in those days because there was no such thing. It was our collective problem. The same with when you go into... into and, and for me, this one just drives me absolutely crazy when I hear that Africa is corrupt. That is not who we are. That is not how we, we, we understand what it means not to work for what you have mm. in, in a particular way. So that, yes, we understand that there are other ways of getting things which are not right, which are, I'm going to call it spiritually illegal, yeah. uh, for lack of a better word. But there are consequences for that. And, and the consequences at times comes in forms of generational cases. How do we then frown, go back to the times when we frown upon people who uh, become wealthy and it's ill-gotten wealth? And, and it's important that we specify that it's ill-gotten wealth no? mm-hmm. and that we, there's nothing wrong with becoming wealthy from your own actions and everything else. It's ill-gotten wealth. We do need to have more of these conversations where we unpack our belief systems and start understanding that we we have our own ethics and moral values that have become hidden because everything is interpreted in a very uh, westernized way, which then discredits mm. the African way of looking at the world and the consequences of what you do to the world. I'm just going to go a little further. Is that if if we still ascribe to the way that we live, we would not be in conflict with nature. We wouldn't, because there's a great understanding that uh, what you do in the world is what you are doing to yourself, essentially. Mm. Yeah. So, so what do we do as as communities uh, when we elect leaders? Um, we put leaders into positions, and they sell us out. I do think it's important that communities start realizing that we are more powerful than we think. And what, what we, there's a brainwashing that has happened to all of us, mm. where we take leaders as being all important and not understanding that a leader is a leader because of us. Mm. And so when we now go into the Western paradigms of leadership, that's where we lose it, because it's about being the most important person in the room when actually that's not it. You are there because of the people who put you there. So your responsibility and accountability is to those people. And it's communities that need to understand that you are not being, um, I'm going to use a political term, anti-revolutionary, when you demand accountability from the person that you have given your proxy to. 
Yeah. But if you as a community also don't understand what are the rules, what is required, what does good leadership mean for us as 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 a people, it's going to be very difficult for you to to actually demand that level of accountability because we've all just decided that uh, we will we will we will we will check out. You have to be involved. Leadership is a communal thing. You have to be involved. It's mm. not for somebody else. To, to question and to advise. It's for you. If not you, then who? And unfortunately, when you have, um, you know, such conversations and you begin to highlight um, the, the things like your colonial legacy, poor leadership, politics mm. of the of the stomach and greed and selfishness, you are seen as counter-revolutionary. You are. And, in, and the minute you bring in culture, it's as if you are backwards. Oh, but yeah. the foundation is our culture. Who were you? Who are your people? What do they believe in? Mm. That becomes the starting point. Because then you don't start adopting and adapting uh, and being sold to the highest bidder. Because you understand, Uuti, I'm not selling me, mm. Amanda. I am selling my people. The, the, my people. Mm. And that when this goes to my, we were never about me and my. Mm, it was ours yes. as a community. And you we know what? We need to bring that back. What, yes. What's interesting is when you listen to even some of the politicians, um, the ones who are hardcore activists, they, it's difficult for African leaders, like true African leaders, to say I. It's always about we, us. Yeah. Because that's, that's where we come from. But it can't be used, um, you know, just as a, as a as a as an easy thing to say, so that it is a populist thing. When it's real, it's very real. Mm. That is that is our Ubuntu philosophy. So when when the actions are not that leadership, what are you doing? And then when we've forgotten that we believe that if we are coming back, when you have messed it up yourself for your future generations, where do you think you are going? Mm. All right, let's uh, hear from you. Let's take your calls. African, I mean, African uh, feature, uh, the narrative, Africa is corrupt. Where does it come from? And um, do we even understand how African people conduct themselves? How do we? How did we find ourselves here? Uh, Makosi Amanda Kabasha is joining us uh, to help unpack this um, spiritually and uh, also connecting to the fact that, uh, you know, all these ill-gotten um, uh, wealth, this ill-gotten wealth will lead to generational cases. Uh, is that where we want to see ourselves? We've got a voice note and invite you to join us at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook. SAFM Lifetime Live is our hashtag. And uh, you can also send us an SMS at 40938, charged at 150. Hi, Griselda. This is Babala from Cape Town. I think, in my view, corruption is something that you get all over the world. We've seen cases of it in China, in Russia. You'll get it in Europe, you'll get it in South America, all over the world, even here in South Africa. So to term it an African issue, I think, is completely incorrect. You had the info scandal during the apartheid days. The only difference is in South Africa, today you can investigate corruption, you can have whistleblowers, you can talk about it, you can report about it. So it seems 
much more endemic than it used to be before. And I think to start making it an African problem is completely incorrect because even if you go to the arms deal, you'll find that the bribes were not paid by African com companies, but by companies from Europe. And in every act of corruption or fraud, there's usually two parties involved. And I think the focus somehow tends to fall on the party receiving the bribe. And if you remember the arms deal, it was European companies that were paying the bribes. It may have been African people who received them. Similarly, if you look at the Bosasa incident, um, the recipient may have been, let's say, black, for lack of a better word, but the people paying the bribes were not necessarily so. So I think we have to look at it in a balanced way and say, yes, we have a problem, but not worse than any other country, and we need to deal with it. But uh, dealing with it doesn't begin with making it an ancestral issue. Anybody who says we must consult ancestors is, I think, grossly mistaken. We're never going to get to the root of the issue. So it is there, but it's not an African issue. Everybody has corruption. Thank you. Bye. All right, there you go, uh, Makose Amanda. Anybody that uh, points it out to being about African um, and, and consult with ancestors is misleading. No, I mean, we're not making this about about corruption in Africa. What we are ch challenging is the notion that Africa is corrupt. We do need to claw back and stand on our own. What's happening in other places is happening in other spaces. Mm. But whenever the conversation comes and is one about Africa, there are certain nuances which creep in which are not there. They're the very fact that the, that the uh, uh, European countries wrote to the president to tell him how to deal with corruption. Where, is, where has Africa written to Europe to say, deal with your corruption? Mm. Mm. And so the double step, we must, we must challenge. Oh, we must challenge the, the double standard which applies in that when it comes to us as Africa, there's a different uh, um, uh, way of how we deal or interact with things. The narrative is there that Africa is, an, is a corrupt continent. Whether we like it or not, it's there. What we are saying is we must challenge it by reasserting and reaffirming who we are uh, in our own and life. Reminding and reminding people... In ourselves, who we are. So that when you accept behavior, which is not who you are, you need to ask yourself hard questions. And, and that you are an individual doing that. It's not Africa. That's not how we do things as African people. Right, uh, some of your SMSs, uh, no, not generally corrupt. It's just an ANC policy to capture the state by any means. I think even in, in how we um, unpack this issue, uh, we, we miss points. Uh, we make mm. it about individuals. And this conversation is more about African people in general. This yeah. is how we do things. This is how um, we behave. This is our behavior pattern. And, and, you know, listening to all these conversations and all these messages, it's all about the individual and the institutions. It's not about the individual, really. You are absolutely correct. Is that what is happening and what is being said, wherever it's being said, that's about the, you need to be able to know who are we as a people inherently. 
and pressure is mounting on uh, President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa uh, locally and internationally to ensure that uh, uh, action is taken against um, these implicated uh, corruption uh, cases. And I mean, like you say, uh, Makosi Amanda, that uh, there's corruption everywhere. And I think uh, with that voice note as well, there's corruption everywhere. Uh, by, but why is it that when it happens in Africa, uh, then you would have uh, sort of big brother voices uh, wanting to remind us that, uh, by the way, uh, we'll soon take away the pacifier if you don't change your behavior. And and it, it, it really does say that um, we're not taken serious. Let's take the news headlines. And uh, when we return, we take your questions, comments. Udzile Sakwe is standing by. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.1 FM in Durban North. This is Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda Dutumash. I mean, the Sunday newspapers uh, reported that the UK, um, US, uh, Germany, uh, the Netherlands and Swi- Switzerland uh, warned President Ramaphosa's um, investment drive uh, that it would fail if he does not deal with alleged uh, corruption. And, uh, and I guess this got a lot of people worried. And amongst those people who were looking at how things were unfolding is Makosi Amanda Kabashi. Um, who, who went back to ask questions like, are we really corrupt as, as African people when we talk about this n- notion and narrative that Africa is corrupt? Is it indeed um, corrupt? Because those people who then come to Africa to invest, uh, they are the ones who corrupt the corruptee. Uh, and there is no um, corrupt, corruptee without a corrupter, right? All right, let's take your questions, comments. Makosi Amanda Kabashi is joining us on the line. We go to see Po Etegwini. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Chris Elder. Uh, I think we, Angaz uh, Nomam, are moving out a little bit. Uh, my thought when you first introduced the topic was, uh, it just got me thinking in terms of saying, uh, when we say corruption, the faith of corruption, uh, and, and most people have a specific faith when you, I immediately talk about corruption, which leads my feeling towards what the, the first caller said, you know, that the face of corruption is not merely just African. And, 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 and Africa at the moment, there's a lot of people who claim Africanness uh, and, and yet have a particular uh, physiological look. So I worry a lot in terms of, 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 of whether we are dealing mainly with the stereotypical. The minute you say uh, Africa and African, what is corruption? And you combine the two, is a specific face that people see. Mm. Then it got me thinking, uh, and then it got me thinking to say, the system of corruption works in a particular environment that was not indigenous to Africa. So the fact that uh, corruption is now synonymous with, 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 with Africa is because of, of a particular system and a particular environment that was not quite uh, part of Africa when it came. So mm. the, the concept of, 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 of corruption in itself is, is not indigenous to, uh, to, to, to the African world of people. African people. The corruption that we see today, that we're seeing, that we're seeing uh, on, on the various uh, inquiries, it's a specific type and, and it, I had to just be blind. It's based on on power and based on money, on money. And, and those two concepts were, are very different. If you go right back, mm. and this is, I know that I'm shooting quite far now, 
and, and being quite, uh, you know, when they start to be in the clouds. But if we go right, right back, those two concepts were, were, were designed in a way that it, it was incorruptible, in a sense, because power was, was, was dealt was dealt in a specific way in Africa. Uh, money as such, there was no concept of money. Yeah. So I don't know mm. if I'm shooting out at the target, but that's what my, my, my sort of feeling was around this whole topic. Around You're spot on, Sipo, and it sounds like mm. someone is listening to your voice and they're wanting to call you. Uh, so do take that <laughs> call. <laughs> but we appreciate your inputs. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, you very so much. much. And uh, so, Lee, in Deep Kloof, good afternoon and welcome. Afternoon. Yeah, uh, 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 corruption, I don't think uh, we, we need to be putting actually uh, 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 some, sort of, some sort of color on the whole thing, like you say. Uh, other countries are saying South Africa is gone out of control. I mean, we need to clean ourselves in order for other people not to say to us, this is, you know, they, they, they didn't have to... Uh, but sometimes, Soli, when a person says you are a monkey and you don't have a tail, um, surely if you have an opportunity to correct them, why not? Well, I mean, they, they put in their money here. You know, they are investing here. And they feel now that their money has been taken by people. I mean, it's so endemic that, the, uh, 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 you know, it's it it gone out of control. All right. <laughs> Soli, unfortunately, the line is really, really bad, but we got the gist of, of your input. Thank you very much. Let's go to Timothy in Tlaxdob. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, ma'am. Um, I'd like to agree with uh, the previous caller, which is Sipo. Um, specifically, I would say there is no, um, what, what can I say, one word to define corruption, because... I think corruption is relative. It depends on. I think where Timothy, let, let's get let's get a, a perspective, Timothy, because we're not just talking about corruption um, and and trying to justify it uh, that whether it's 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 um, it's justifiable or not. We are saying that the notion and the narrative that says Africa is corrupt. This is not yes. who we are. That's, and if we go back to looking at how our ancestors conducted themselves around ill-gotten wealth, uh, we, okay, we can um, actually deal with what we are exposed to now. I think that is where the problem is. The problem is we want to look for our solutions too much in the past. I think we should be in a state of renewal whereby we really look at certain things. For example, let me show you... Um, the issue of there was a certain lady that was mentioned that um, did something on behalf of a political party. Mm-hmm. According to the definition of what is corrupt in uh, Parliament, for example, mm-hmm. they said if a company does this and this and this for a certain political party, that will be deemed to be corrupt. Now, the question is, in this time and age, can you really say that, um, for example, let's say Bosasa did assist a certain political party? Mm-hmm. Can we really say that that was corruption because of it that um, assisted political party? Now, the very same people who said that this can be defined as corruption are the very same ones who were actually involved in what is called corruption. So I think that in order for us, because the, the issue of corruption and empowerment is going to be very difficult for us to deal with because now we are in Africa, we still need empowerment. Now, once you start trying to empower 
certain people, certain political parties, certain whatever, that might be deemed to be corrupt. Now, the question mm-hmm. is, will that not lead us back to, like you said, we lead, need to look back. Um, but why is it so uncomfortable to look back? Mm. It is not, it's not that it's uncomfortable. I think that, like I said, we need to renew and relook at the way in which we, we see corruption. Because but, but can you renew? Because uh, remember, renew means you are going back to its original. So can you renew something you don't know? No, actually renew means, actually it means um, we are in Africa. There are certain things that we need. For example, if we say um, there's a school called um, Cecil John whatever, and that school is given money. For me, Cecil John Rhodes uh, or whoever um, that person is, it might be that that person offends me. And that for me, I view that um, uh, whoever sponsored that school as being corrupt. Because of the sponsored such okay. a place. So thank I you, think it Timothy. Be to us. All right, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Timothy, for your input. I think, Makosi, for, um, for the sake of this conversation, maybe I'm not putting it the way it's supposed to be put. Uh, maybe if you can just re explain what is meant by a, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, a narrative that Africa is corrupt, that this narrative is a problem. Because those pockets within us that become corrupt because they are in Africa, they don't represent us. That's not who we are. No, it's not. And I think um, I'm I'm listening to to the previous caller. I don't think he agrees with the other caller because I agree with him. Is that it's it's so important that we understand that this is not. Uh, I'm not locating this within what is currently happening on people's screens. If you go back, the narrative stands that Africa is corrupt and is corruptible. So if we as Africans grow up, we grow up hearing that that is what uh, we are, we're going to start believing believing that because that's the danger of a single narrative. You're going to start believing it such that when someone approaches you, your default is to go along because that's what's done by everyone else. It's done by everyone else. We do need to go back because it's in going back and understanding who we were that we can then draw lines, moral lines. Then we can draw our own moral lines, not somebody else's line of morality, which says that as a continent, as a people, our people have always frowned upon ill-gotten wealth. In what way is that 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 has happened? And you see the, the tales of misfortune that befell people who did things which made them rich supernaturally. Yeah. And it's sometimes the, the community yes. taking um, a good law into its own hands and, own hands. and identifying, um, you know, evil spirits within the community and would identify a person Let's go back to the line. Sam, you're in Deben. Good afternoon and thank you so much for your patience. Hello, Sam. All right, we seem to have lost Sam. Um, let, let's take your voice note and read a couple of your SMSs as we conclude the conversation. Good afternoon. Uh, all right, uh, voice note does not need my voice. I think we're losing the perspective of those letters. Cyril Ramaphosa representing South Africa wants investment. The countries in question have come back and said, 
We want you to deal with your corruption. Now, everybody's going, yeah, but we didn't look at the corruption in Europe and blah, blah, blah. But we're not investing in Europe. We are asking people to invest here. And until we lose perspective on who's asking for what money, who's begging for people to invest in this country, I think we need to reevaluate those letters and say they are concerned. If we don't alleviate those concerns, forget it. That money is not coming. And perhaps that one trillion rand that we do have in this country might leave because we are making a mockery of the letters. We are saying to them, you know what, stop looking at our country, stop calling us corrupt. Well, we are corrupt. Our country is corrupt and it's in the press every single day. And and you see, this is the narrative that we are worried about, that uh, it says this is who we are. Corruption is what and who we are. And and I guess, I mean, Makosi, I'm so grateful that this message came through so that we begin uh, to talk, that people who mm. do corrupt activities don't represent us. No, they don't. All right, let's no, go they don't. to Bloemfontein. Bramoro, good afternoon. Hi, you live on air. Yeah, thank you very much. This is my first time to be on your show. Thank you for this opportunity. Well, that that deserves a clap. Welcome. Thank you. And thank I you hope you stay. Much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you also. Thank you. I'll, I'll keep on phoning. Um, you know, corruption is in every country. There is no single country that is not corrupt. But the Western world has put like a, a Africa, to be precise, in a in kind of a shade, whereby everything that we do is being it's have, uh, we are having total attention outside. If you go to America, suppose they are the SABC, maybe you are auctioning your microphones or your equipment. Maybe a microphone is going for 100 rand. Amer- somebody in America or the American government will come and tell you, we will give you two rand. Mm-hmm. Not what you want is what they're going to give it to you. When it happens like this, we don't classify it as corruption. For example, Africa, we are, we are reaching uh, gold, cocoa, etc. These Americans come to our country to take the cocoa, take it to their country very cheap, turn it to Milo or Milo and chocolate, and then comes back to us and sell it as a, at an expensive price, maybe times 10 of the cost they got it from us. You understand? Yeah. But when, when it happens that way, they don't classify it as corruption. They always look at the bad side, the bad things happening in our country. How mm-hmm. else, how, if this Bozasa issue didn't come out, I'm not even sure they could have uh, put uh, South Africa in the maybe top three or top ten of corrupt countries in Africa or in the world. You understand? Yeah. A country like Somalia, Sudan, is, is at, at war maybe for the past five, ten years. How do you classify such a country as a corrupt nation? Whilst America and the Western world are the same people causing those uh, war in those countries. Who's supplying the ammunition? That is it. There is no country in Africa making weapons. We all import them from America, and America gets more money from weapons. If nobody buys it, they are not getting anything. So at the end of the day, they have to create wars between us. Yeah. That, you, if we can't solve such a thing, then forever they will put us in corrupt activities. So we end up fighting between each other whilst they are benefiting sitting somewhere from all these things. Thank you, Gramoro. I understand your point, and please do keep calling us. Valuable input right there. Thank you. In our African, um, there was no corruption. We were highly spiritual and civilized nations. Here in this continent, there there was no hunger, no cheating. Uh, Africans 
we were so humble until the white men came into existence in Africa. The only solution to this problem is for us to Africanize everything, and that's Andile Mapisa. Marcos, I mean, I'm looking at all these messages about um, the, the commissions, the PIC, the, and the list goes on and on. Uh, someone also says, yes, Africans are corrupt and uh, corruption is uh, the jealous, the satanists, the greeds. Uh, that is why we can't move smoothly. Um, but uh, I, I think this should be part one. Part two, has to, <laughs> and and with part two, hopefully uh, we will get to just be teachable and and just take a step back to hear where Africa comes from, who we are, in order for us to then respond to the people who are doing corruption within Africa. You know, it's, I'm, I'm I'm very grateful as well for all of the views that come across because we do need to start. Uh, losing our discomfort about speaking about our culture. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. talk about American culture, European culture, but when we talk about African culture, Yo. it's always so Backwards. sensitive, you know, and yet it's a beautiful, principled culture which we all don't understand. And so for us to be able to get the feedback, I mean, I think it's awesome. And you're, you are very right. We are not saying corrupt activities do not do not happen on the continent. Mm -mm. What we are saying is that that is not who we are. And for me, this is important. I've got sons and a daughter who have to go to a school and come back and process what is being said by other people about what is happening as if it applies to them. This is this is where my outrage comes. Mm -hmm. There's no way that I'm going to allow my children to grow up strong Africans with any sense of shame because of actions happening outside which are then narrated as if it's the characteristic of a people. I know what my people were and that is what I have made it my mission that I will speak about what my people were and not be told about what we were before colonization on this continent. I refuse to take that narrative. Thank you for joining us. Togoza Makos. Makos. Makos, Amanda Kabashi, that's where we leave that uh, conversation. And thank you so much uh, for connecting us as we lead the conversations.